This morning we'll be in Ephesians chapter 5, unless halfway through the sermon the Lord tells me to go somewhere else. Ephesians chapter 5, starting at verse 21 this morning, instructions for Christian households. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is uh, the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives submit uh, to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ uh, does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so uh, that it may go well uh, with you and you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with certainty or or with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey uh, them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one uh, for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. And masters, treat your slaves the same way. Do not threaten them, since you um, know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you this morning for your word, and Lord, I pray that you would help us as we apply it this morning I pray, Lord, that you would give me the words to say. And Lord, I pray that when, when it's time to be quiet, you let me be quiet. I pray all this in your name. Amen. Today is Father's Day. And, and one of the things that we celebrate on Father's Day is exactly that. We celebrate fathers, right? Uh, and, and everybody has just a... We, we have a little bit perspective, a different perspective on our fathers. Uh, some people had great fathers, and they had a great relationship with their fathers. And other people uh, were couldn't figure out their fathers and how their fathers acted and how their fathers uh, uh, did life until later on in life and realized, well, my dad acted that way because of this. And then other people were estranged. And and so there's there's this different perspective of how people see their fathers, and and I think for for believers um, that when it when it comes to being a father, uh, 
Uh, there's several different things that we have, to, we have to really look at and we have to really follow in being a father. If you're going to be a father uh, you, you, uh, uh, and you're going to be a Christ follower, you need to point your kids toward Jesus. That's first and foremost your most important role as a father. Um, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5 and, and, and beginning of chapter 6, we see several different roles here. And, and uh, one, one of the, uh, we're just going to go down the roles here. And one of the roles that we see is that of wife. And I've told you all this before. Uh, every Mother's Day, my grandmother calls me and she tells me, she says, no one wants to hear a sermon on Ephesians 5.22 on Mother's Day. No one wants to hear, therefore, wives submit to your husband on Mother's Day. And so she said, don't preach that. And I remind her that I preach what the Lord says to preach. And he has never told me to preach that sermon on Mother's Day. Uh, it's Father's Day. <laughs> no. Uh, but one thing that we have to look at here is uh, when, when it talks about a woman being submissive to her husband is that uh, uh, Paul's intention in this verse is not to be restrictive of women. It, it's really to say uh, that there is this, this, uh, uh, there's this thing that happens when it comes between wives and their husbands that, that uh, um, uh, th there's this this um, love and respect that that happens that uh, in in marriage we we would like to say that that it's fifty fifty and that's not necessarily the case. Marriage is not a fifty fifty thing. It's a one hundred one hundred. One person gives one hundred percent, another person gives one hundred percent, and that's the way that it has to be. Uh, if two people are giving fifty percent, then it's it's going to be a mess. It really comes down to wives submitting to your husband as the church submits to Christ. Now look at the look at the backside of that. He he goes and he talks about how how we are. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself. When we say wives uh, be submissive to your husbands, it's a, it's a call to be loyal. It's a call to honor. It's a call to trust and a call faith in your husband like you would Christ. Uh, it's it's not a it's a not necessarily a call to 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 uh, 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 toward abusiveness. It's it's this call toward loyalty, honor, trust, and faith in your husband. And we see this, we kind of see this on the backside when we see the role of husbands. Uh, a passage talks about role of husbands, and the majority of this passage is the role of husbands. And a lot of these we can apply to the role of fathers as well. Um, when, it, when it talks about these, there's several specific duties that go along with this. And the first is, is that the husband and the father is the spiritual head of the family. Uh, you've been tasked with with being the head of your household. Uh, you've been tasked with the spiritual health of your family. You've been tasked with making sure that they come to know Jesus and 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 are being discipled and and, and being led in that area. Um, you you are the leader in that area. Uh, you you've been uh, an, another thing is you are responsible for the spiritual warfare in your family. Uh, we we know that spiritual warfare happens all the time, and and uh, one thing that 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 your job as father and 
husband or, or father and husband uh, would be is uh, your, your job is to protect your family through spiritual warfare. Paul, he talks about that over another chapter, chapter 6, put on the full armor of God. Um, you're, um, so I'll, I'll let you read that later, but when, when you talk about spiritual warfare, you, you're, you're, supposed to, you're supposed to be involved in that because uh, Satan would love to destroy the family. He would love to destroy marriages. He would love to destroy your children. He, he would love to destroy you. And, and uh, he knows that sometimes the, the easiest way to do that is to tear the family apart. And if we look at our world today, we can see that there's been an attack on the family unit. There's been an attack on, on, on uh, families all across the world. Um, and and uh, one way that you can stand up to that is that you can be involved in spiritual warfare. You can put on this... Uh, uh, this uh, I'm just going to read verse 14 here. Stand firm with the belt uh, of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness, with uh, your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel peace and the shield of faith so that you can extinguish the arrows of the eagle, evil one, uh, the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of the Lord. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert always. Keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Be in prayer for your family. You're the promoter of spiritual growth. Uh, in, in your in your family, for for your children and for your your spouse, pushing everyone in your family to grow deeper and grow deeper in their relationship with Jesus. You know, sometimes we we used to sing a song in uh, children's church, deep and wide, deep and wide. You know that was that was intentional. That was intentional. We want people. To grow deep and wide. We don't want shallow faith. We want people to go deep with Jesus. And we don't want them to just want this much of Jesus. We want them to have as much as they can. And, and fathers and husbands, that's your role is to, to push your family uh, to go deeper and deeper with Jesus and in their relationship with Jesus. You're, you're to be an encourager in life's trials. Uh, uh, and, and trials will come if they've not come yet. They will come, and surely they've come. But uh, they, they, they will come, and, and you're to be an encourager to your family. Uh, uh, and you're always to point your family back to Jesus. Uh, th th I know that this right now, sometimes, uh, sometimes you have to tell your kids, I know that you only see the small picture in life right now, but know that this trial you're going through... It's not the end. I have one of my kids. I gotta be careful here. Uh, one of my kids cries about everything. And so sometimes we, we have to say, it's okay that the bread burned. We can put another piece of bread in the oven. Amen. There's no reason to cry over that. 
Thinking about life's trials, sometimes you have to say, the, the small picture that you see right now is not part of God's big plan. And that's your job as father and husband is to say, is to say, hey, get your, get your eyes on Jesus. Get your eyes on Him because He knows what's going to happen here. He knows your purpose. He knows your, He knows what, what you, uh, His plan for your life is. He knows what, what's, uh, what you need to do. And so you need to focus on Him. Get yourself off of yourself and you need to focus on Him. And, 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 and you're supposed to be an enabler pushing your family to excel in the call that God has placed upon their lives because all of your children and your wife and your uh, your well, well it would, husbands and fathers you would have a wife I guess or or yeah that's how that would work and Lord help us you would help you would be pushing them to to fulfill the call that God has placed upon them in their lives. Don't hold them back. I, I'll never forget when when we worked at. I've told you this story before. We worked at Mount Carmel School, and uh, we we had this kid from Africa, uh, Ethiopia. Uh, his name was Kanan. Fun name to say. Kanan uh, actually got stopped at the Louisville airport because he looked like somebody that was on a terrorist watch list, and we were the people picking him up from the airport. Uh, Sweet kid, loved Jesus, got called to ministry. I remember the phone call. You will not make money being a preacher. And his dad was right. <laughs> his dad was right. You will not make money being a preacher. How are you going to take over the family business? No, you're going to go, and you're going to get a degree in business, and you're going to come back, and you're going to run the family business, and that's what's going to happen. He was devastated. I love how God works even, even in situations like that. The, the fathers should be pushing their, their kids to fulfill the call that God has placed on their lives. But one thing that I love is that God always... Well, um, God's purposes and God's plans will always come to fruition, even if we get in the way. Kanan goes to another college, gets a degree in business, loves Jesus, has a testimony. And you know, I, I've, I believe today that he's living for the Lord. You think that? Okay. Lord's using him and, and has kind of revamped that calling. But fathers, push your 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 family to excel at the call that God has placed upon their lives. Another thing, fathers, you're to be a prayer warrior for your family, actively praying and interceding on their behalf, and and uh, and uh, it it is an important job that you intercede on their behalf. I think there's power in prayer, and I think there's power in calling upon the name of the Lord. And and here's the thing: we all know that there's kids that are rebellious, and we know that there's kids that are 
uh, strong-willed, and we know that there's kids that are stubborn. And uh, But we know that the power of Jesus can cut through the rebelliousness and the stubbornness and the sin. And so you need to be in prayer. Your most important job is to point your family toward Jesus. The second duties is to, to, to love your spouse. Uh, one, one of the greatest gifts that a father can give his children is to love their mother. Um, that, that's, a, that's a quote from an unknown person. And, and, and uh, uh, the passage goes on to tell us uh, exactly how you're to love your, your, your spouse. Um, um, like Christ would love the church. Christ died for the church. That's how much he loves the church. He died for the church. He's coming again for the church. The bridegroom, spotless, without blemish. This submissiveness that we see between a wife and a husband, love your wife as Christ loves the church. Jesus is so in love with the church. It's a, it kind of changes your perspective a little bit on 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 how how much I've never had anybody ever ask me. Well, how much am I supposed to love my wife? <laughs> never had that question. <laughs> if I ever get that question, we probably need to do some marriage counseling. But. Uh, you're supposed to love your wife like Christ loves the church. Unconditional. No restraint. The third role that we see is that of children. The passage says that children are to be obedient. I'll repeat that again. Children are to be obedient. Amen. Amen. It's part of the Ten Commandments. Um, um, Children, obey your parents, honor your mother and father, for you will live long all your days. Um, it's, it's a design of creation that God has made. Um, you will receive blessings in a long life. The fourth row that we see is that of the father. Uh, do not provoke your child to anger. Uh, do not exasperate your child. And this means that uh, children or fathers do not uh, intentionally mistreat your children. Um, instead, you're to teach them uh, to have a disciplined life and to teach them the way of the Lord. Your job is important. Your role is something that no one else can do. You would stand with me this morning. Fathers, your role is important. It's God-given. It's a blessing. It's an honor. It's pressure. 
But you know, I think with the help of the Lord, I think you can be successful with it. With the help of the Lord. My challenge to you this week is this. It's find one way to strengthen your relationship with your child, with your spouse. Because relationships are important. And as the head of the household, as father, as husband, it could be a big step in pointing your kids toward Jesus.